Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. A little pain is, has worn away. Uh, and so maybe maybe my main man over here, Reggie, will, will have a smile waiting on us. What's going on, Reggie? <laughs> oh, uh, man. Um, you know, man. Yeah, you know, time has passed. The 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 butt whooping that we took on Sunday has kind of softened a little bit. Um, immediately, I will say, by the time I went to bed on Sunday night, I felt a little better because the Arizona Cardinals had defeated the hated Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, exactly, and you know, it was one of those things where. Um, you know, people were saying that we hadn't beat anybody when we beat Arizona week one. And now all of a sudden, you know, they pretty much should have beaten the Giants. And here they were beating that they actually beat Dallas. And so all of a sudden it's like, well, Arizona, well, hold on. They, they didn't get the memo. That they were tanking. And so. Right. So, yeah, going to bed on Sunday night, man, I felt a whole lot better about what had happened earlier in the day on Sunday. And uh, here we are, you know, days removed from the game. And, you know, we're trying to trying to move on to 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 Philly. So yeah, so yeah, I yeah. feel a little bit better, man. I feel a little bit better about about Sunday. You know, you have to remind yourself that it was Sam Howell's fourth official start. Right. And at the end of the day, we're still two and one. You know, listening to on social media, you think you think we're we're the Denver Broncos and we're 0 and 3 right now. Right. But but instead we're we're two and one, man. You know, we we weren't gonna win all the games. Right. I had predicted that we'd lose the Buffalo game anyway. Now, I, you couldn't have told me that we would have gotten blown out the way we did, but I, but I had predicted that game as a loss anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, I, two and one is what I predicted at this point. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. The again, especially with us living in the Dallas area, uh, when we lose or anything goes bad, we hear it from our from our coworkers, from our neighbors, from our friends that, that happen to be uh, cowboy fans. So the fact yes, that they lost, what's that? I said, yes, we do. Oh, and, and, and not just that they lost, but they lost to Arizona, which I think most people thought that was almost like a bye week. You know, it was a, as well as they played the first two games. Um so that that along with uh, to your point that that Denver, you know, when you say man, this is bad. Well, man, can, can you imagine if we lost how Denver lost? <laughs> you you th you think you think the fans are are were grumpy uh, Sunday night and Monday? Man, it would have been everybody fire everybody, oh, fire yeah. everybody. You know, it's, it's almost like that now. You wouldn't you wouldn't know oh, that yeah, we yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But yeah, they, they would have been lining up with uh picket signs outside of I almost said RFK, uh outside of FedEx Field, uh with, with picket signs to to fire Ron, fire whoever, just a list of signs with everybody's name on it. Um yeah. oh, but sure. uh but with that said, like I said, you, you have a little time to kind of catch your breath you realize it is one game and you know if they can get things squared away um and, and get ready for philadelphia you, if you're able to beat philadelphia you it's it's everybody's full of smiles again you're three and one. Oh yeah uh yeah. roughly roughly 25 percent 
through the uh, season and you know you everything's happy at that point um with that being said you know we, we do play the philadelphia eagles as, as i said uh, philadelphia eagles are three and oh um offensively they have uh, i wouldn't say they've gone crazy scoring but they've scored 25 or more points on all three games um and surprisingly considering that hurts was throwing it around a lot last year and the receivers they have the tight end that they have um two out of three of their games they've done it with rushing um they have uh rushed for over 200 yards in two of the three games 200 yards uh not only yards but the attempts uh the attempts kind of tells you i mean obviously if you're having success you're going to keep with it but their approach they rushed for 48 48 attempts on their second game and then just this past week against tampa bay they had 40 attempts so hertz is he's throwing the ball around but he's not he's not a gunslinger at all so far in the first three games um and so that's again at this point i think that's a little bit of a surprise not that they're not going to be balanced but that they're rushing the ball that much to me, is a little bit of a surprise. Is it though? I mean, <clears throat> I, I, I'm told, and, and gotta excuse my voice here. I'm a, I'm a little under the weather this week, so I, I sound a little, a little nasally there. But, uh, but I'm told that in today's NFL, man, you it, you got to pass the ball. It's a passing league. You can't you can't you can't run the ball and be successful. Right. And right. what you're telling what you're telling me is is quite the contrary. Um. You have to have the ability to do both. And there are times where you ride the run game. But somehow we just decided as a team, we just going to pass the ball. We're going to pass the hell out of it. But as I've been saying, I'm not expecting us to get back to being a run game, run um, just a run first team but we certainly got to be able to run the ball a little bit more than what we've been doing. I agree and with that. Absolutely. I, I've called, I've called for from, we, it, it was, we were at the game week one. And although the way the game was going, I, I turned to you and said, I'm surprised at how much they're passing the ball. Right. I would have expected that they would have with Sam's first start this year, game second start overall in his career, but it was the first game of the season that they would have tried to at least run the ball a little bit more to help Sam. But, but man, EB and, and the offense came out against Arizona week one and was throwing the ball a lot. Right. But, you know, it was working and everything was happening and it was just an observation. I didn't have a whole, huge problem with it. It was just a little surprised with the approach. And then in week two, we saw the trend again. Like, okay. And then it's like, is, is this what we're going to do? We're just going to throw all the time. It's like, we're not going to, you know, you you got, you drafted a running back, the guy that Eric Bieniemy wanted and, and Chris Rodriguez. You got Antonio Gibson, who's supposed to be a big part of our run and pass, screen game and all that kind of stuff. And then you got Brian Robinson. And then yet what we're doing is we're just chunking the ball around all, all over the place. We talked about in the last, last podcast that Sam Howell is throwing the rate at or above where Josh Allen is right and Josh Allen is a proven quarterback Sam's a 
three, four game starter, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. 16, 16 quarters in his career. And he's throwing the ball around like they're like he's an old vet. Yeah, it, it and, was glaring. And, yeah, it was glaring against uh, Buffalo, uh, the the run to pass differential there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think Brian Robinson, I think, had five carries in the first half or something. I mean, it was just, it, it was just, I don't know, I don't know. But, but nonetheless, yeah, um, yeah. Philly's a much balanced team uh, than we are clearly, Definitely. and. Uh, you know, the run game carries. It travels, man. And uh, granted, this is a home game for them. But beefing up their ability to run the ball, quarterback can run the ball. Clearly, DeAndre Swift is a hell of a ball carrier. So fact remains, you can still carry the run the ball in today's NFL and be successful. And yeah, that's what we need, um, to, we need to do a little bit more of. Yeah, I talked about the – the offense there just real quick uh some some defensive uh numbers or or look into Phil, Philadelphia's defense um they've given up 300 yards passing two out of the three games um and then they have but they've created eight turnovers and have only had six sacks uh they've got they've got a i think they have a very good line on offense and defense um and I think our our line on both sides are going to have their hands full this week coming up. Um, we we you know, we struggled uh, on both sides against Buffalo, and that that needs to get that needs to get fixed on both sides. We we need to have you know defense our defensive line our our superstar first round picks. Uh, you know they they need to. They need to have an impact on the game. And then Sam Howell needs a little bit more time. Our offensive line needs to give Sam Howell that extra half a second, that extra tick um, to, to be it's able funny, to read. Hang on. It's funny you say that, right? I, I, I'm not a statistical nerd, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I, I go out and search all of these, these stats. But I've seen where – because that seems to have been the, been the narrative – um, that Sam Howell needs more time in the pocket, right? And there's been these couple different reports out there that Sam Howell's time in the pocket is basically NFL average right now. It's mill the pack in terms. So it's not like he's top five, top 10 in the shortest amount of pocket time. First he's, couple of games weren't that bad. I, I thought last game was consistently bad, even even – even pressure. I mean, if he's if he's, there's a difference between having, I'll just say two and a half seconds and throwing the ball and nobody's within arm's reach and throwing the ball at two and a half seconds and you know you're getting tackled as you're throwing, uh, so you don't even get to step into it. There, there, it's still recorded as two and a half seconds, but there's clearly a difference. Um, and, and I, I, thought, I, I I understand, but to my point though, he you could say that in the Buffalo game that it was the latter where he was getting hit as he was throwing the ball and it still counted as two and a half seconds. But keep in mind, what's been consistent all three games is the fact that the kid is still getting sacked. Now, whether you want to say he's the cause of some of the sacks, the old line's cause of some of the sacks, at the at the, at the at the end of the day, the kid has been sacked. 19 times, which is the most in the league at this point. Right. 
And through three weeks, that's an average of six sacks a game. Six sacks a game, Ken. Oh, okay. So, so sacks, so sacks a sack. And regardless, if it was two and a half. The, the way you described it, where it was, he's got a nice clean pocket, or he's got a dirty pocket, and he's getting hit as he's throwing the ball. He's still getting sacked, regardless of the amount of time that he has to throw the ball, and whether that's all on the old line or some on Sam, which we all know it's a little bit of both. He's he's getting we're giving up six sacks a game. And well, that is it, man. That's a damn lot. Look, I, I'm gonna I, I'm not trying to take anything off of Sam Howell. What I'm trying to do is, you know, we talked about this before the season started that you have a rookie quarterback. Things don't process as fast as for a rookie quarterback as a five or seven year veteran. Um, so needing that extra two tenths of a second to get that read, to be able to step into the ball, to quickly change your mind or, or make that decision, a, a couple tenths of a second makes a difference. And then when you're consistently under pressure the entire game, um, you know, there are, there are times that you, that you might, uh, where I kind of mentioned before, there's times where you might have two seconds two and a half, three seconds to, to throw the ball. And you threw it at that point because somebody was open. But if you would have needed four seconds, you would have had it because your offensive line is, is doing that well of a job. That's not happening. The, you know, whatever he is getting tends to end up being the maximum on that. I think that, um, you know, we don't see him throwing the ball away. Um, that is a... He's either waiting for somebody, you know, to hit that shot, to to wait for somebody to get open, or he tries to scramble and he can't get out. Uh, he he does need to throw the ball away a few more times. Um, I definitely put that part on on Sam Howell. Um, I I also think that um, we saw this last year that as the pressure started coming on. Uh, Wentz, all the teams recognized it, and they and they were bringing the house. They they just they looked at what the recipe was the week before, and they did the same thing. And that happened for several weeks until we started making adjustments. You know, one of the adjustments was uh, you know a different quarterback, but it was funny that while Heineke was able to get away from some. At the same time, the offensive line seemed to get a little bit better. And we can't wait till week three, four. Well, we're at week four already. We can't wait for week five, six, seven for that to happen. Um, the line needs to get better. The enemy has had a glimpse of, okay, the, we, we knew we had weaknesses and strengths, but here's a glaring weakness that's been potentially exposed. I don't know if this is a, a one-week weakness or this is going to be a season painfully season uh weakness that other teams are going to try and expose and it's going to be up to eric Bambi not a, a, able not just to coach up the players themselves but to call the right plays and put a scheme in that alleviates some of that pressure well i think we all talked about eric Bambi's offense we all talked about his what seems to be his ability to make in-game adjustments. So I don't suspect that 
Eric Benemy is is not going to making adjustments. You know, I'll, I'll say this: if Sam is the guy that we all think he is, he'll be fine. And if Eric Benemy is the guy that we all think he is as a, as a coordinator, then he'll be fine. He'll make the adjustments. They'll both make the adjustments as the season goes on. But right. I will tell you, our opponent this Sunday, the Philadelphia Eagles is essentially the Buffalo Bills with just a different uniform. They got a quarterback who can play. They have a run game. They got a good offensive line, and they got a good defensive line. So the only difference between this past Sunday and this coming Sunday is the location of the game and the color of the uniforms, and obviously the players are different. But we're going we're essentially facing the same type of team. Good offense and defensive lines, running game, good receivers, passing quarterbacks. I mean, this team was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So so we have to make the adjustment. And if Sam is the guy that we think he is, and if Eric Bienem is the is the coordinator we we believe he him to be, then they'll make make the adjustments. But I want to I want to throw out just one more stat here because we're talking sure. about uh Sam Howe's sack rate and his and the amount of time that he has to throw. So I did see this in an article that I don't, I don't remember, I guess, in the last last game, I think I mentioned Sam had thrown 70-something passes, 100, almost 100 attempts, I think. Right. Well, he has been pressured on 36% of his passes, right? So every time this kid drops back, every, every three out of – almost four out of ten times he drops back, he's getting pressure. That right. rate, 36%, Ken, is the fourth highest pressure rate in the NFL. Wow. So the kid is so the kid is getting a lot of pressure. But here, here's what's a little bit concerning and discouraging. He has faced only five defenders on 20% of his passes, which ends up in the third lowest. So what that translates to is teams aren't blitzing a whole lot. All right. They're, they're sending five defenders. But yet he's getting pressured at an extremely high rate, which means protection is lacking, whether that's assignment or or whatever the case may be, along with we all know Sam is holding on to the ball. So our young quarterback is getting pressured at an extremely high rate where teams are only rushing five defenders. And a lot of times four not, this past week. And a lot of time is four, but that is not yeah. that is not a good combination when you add those two together. Yeah, I saw some where we had uh either six or seven people blocking four, and still the pressure was right there on top of uh Sam Howell. And and we almost had two to one ratio uh, of being able to block them. Um so yeah, I mean, I think the Sam Howell needs to do his part, but I think it starts with the offensive line. Uh, then, then, then at that point, you know, the baton of, of you know goes to um, Sam Howell, and, and I think when when we when we talk about the offensive line, one of the things that gets overlooked is, you know, it depending on the play that is being called by Bienemy, the receivers need X amount of time to get open, right? If it's a quick slant, that's how the play is. You, you're 
you know, uh, you're snapping the ball in, in a quick fire, but there's plays that are anticipated at two and a half and three seconds. And if you're not getting that, you know, Howell's looking for it and he doesn't even have time to, to wait for them to, to break, make their cuts or breaks to get open. Um, so that extra half a second, quarter of a second, it doesn't just help Sam Howell. It helps the receivers get open and, and Sam Howell to make his reads where they're supposed to be. Um, so again, sure. I, I think for sure, you know, it, it goes there. Um, as I'm looking at this week, uh, you know, Washington definitely has their hands full. Philly's a good team. You know, if, if Philly had had lost a game, uh, if they if they had lost two games, depending on how they lost, I would still say this is going to be a challenging week for us. I think. Washington has been lacking big plays this season overall. Uh, we've had a little bit here, there, but I, I think I'm not saying we need to be going for it as, as far as chucking it downfield, but I think the playmakers, we, we need our playmakers to, to take that 10 or 15 yard pass, make that, make one guy miss and, and pick up big chunks whether it's a touchdown, whether it's turning a 10 or 15 yard pass into a 40 yard pass, we need bigger plays against, um, against Philly. And, and that could be B Rob, right? B Rob gets into the second, uh, second layer of the defense and stiff arms. Somebody and makes a six or seven yard run into a 17, 18, 20 yard run. Um, I think we're going to need some, some bigger, impact plays on offense to keep up with with philadelphia well none of those things are going to happen if you can't protect the quarterback and give him time to pass the ball and for routes to develop down down the field right, right. It, it's, it's just not gonna happen so our success is gonna is only gonna get better as sam gets more protection as i just alluded to He's being pressured on his drop back passes at the fourth highest rate in the league at this point through three weeks. So if you don't give the kid time, it doesn't matter what routes, what plays Eric is calling, who's running the routes, who's coming open. Because if, if by the time those guys are getting open, Sam's already running for his life, it's not going to matter. So, um, again, this is where a little bit more of a run game will probably help. Um, right. Some Probably a little bit more of the screen game would be would be helpful. Um, but I, mean, I, but I suspect, well, I I suspect say, that they you, will they will make make some adjustments and do some yeah. things here because I, I I just refuse to believe that these guys are just that stubborn and 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 just not going to do anything. I mean, if we can see it, clearly they see it, and they go back and watch the tape, watch the film, right? And and listen, their, their jobs are all on the line. They 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 know. So so I, sure. I suspect they'll they'll go back try to make some they'll at least make the attempt to to make some adjustments here yeah outside of throwing it to the backs i'm surprised that with a young quarterback and and potentially with the offensive line struggling that we're not doing more quick three-step drops right one two three and and you're popping it out you know somebody's running a a slant somebody's you know flaring out uh into the flat or something, not, not just from a running back perspective, but even from a, a wide receiver perspective, you, you I, can't do a three, you can't do a three-step drop Ken, because the guys are all in his face and he's, and he's too short 
to do that. He needs he either needs to be a five step drop or or get him in the shotgun. We know he ran a lot of in uh, the shotgun was in college, but get him away from the line because right now he's getting pressure at a high rate. So three step drop, man. But a lot of times with a three step drop, again, if if you're not under center and you're just catching it and firing it, that's fine. It's kind of the the, the same thing. Just you instead of taking it in shotgun and taking three or four steps back, catching the shotgun you know, grip it and rip it. And, and, and again, that's going to end up also keeping the defense, the defensive line, the rush off of you, because they're going to quickly turn and and do it not just one time, but if you're mixing that in and mixing it up uh, again to the flats, whatever it is, mixing it up in the short game, uh, not from a check down perspective, because that's something totally different, but to have a, have quick hits, within the first three or four yards, um, it, it, it starts moving. It moves your linebackers out. It moves the, the defensive line to, to different areas. And that helps the offensive line, right? Uh, the offensive linemen. And with the young quarterback, I'm just surprised that we haven't seen more of that. Uh, B enemy likes to throw it to the, to the backs. We've seen, you know, uh, go to B Rob and to, uh gibson but outside of that we haven't seen a whole lot of quick games we've seen some check downs which is fine but we haven't seen a, a quick game uh from this offense really too much yeah i understand i understand man so we got a work cut out for us got a work cut out for us this week man and and the fact that it's a division game division games um, essentially count as like two wins, right? Or two losses. Because yep. obviously you want to win your division, so you want to win your division games. And of course it counts in the win-loss columns. And uh so so this is this is huge. This is huge for us. Um I had us splitting with the Eagles, but I don't recall if I had us winning and losing this particular game. But I know the Eagles are a pretty good team, and and it's going to be an uphill battle for us, especially coming off of of the Buffalo game. But again, have to remind us that uh, the Eagles were undefeated last year, and uh, man, we put together a game plan, and we 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 whooped the Eagles, man, as an undefeated team last year. So I don't think the team is afraid of these guys. We shouldn't be. I think the only hesitation I think a lot of us have is because of the way we looked last week. Right. Because the team that played on Sunday is going to get ran out of <laughs> get ran out of Philadelphia. But the team that played uh, weeks one and two, where we had showed that Second we could move the ball. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, you know, put up thirty-five points against Denver, and 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 granted, I understand. Hell, Miami put up seventy, but. <laughs> But the the ability to be able to score, move the ball, and do and score touchdowns, um, that team has a chance against Philadelphia. Right. And at this point, the the Buffalo built the Buffalo game is fresh in our minds, so we don't know which team is going to show up in in Philadelphia. And so I think that's where it's a little bit of concern um, as fans um, going into this game. But. I got to believe, man, Eric B. Enemy's a competitor. Sam Howe seems to be a competitor. I know Terry and 
and Chase and John Allen, all those guys, but all those guys, you can tell not, not that anyone likes to lose, but man, you can tell those guys hate losing. And so I think that Buffalo game was a, was a, a wake up call. And I think, um, I think this Philly game is going to be a little bit different, different. This yeah. Year. I, I think to your point, the, the character of this team, uh, from, a, from the coaching staff to the players, um, they're going to be ready to play on Sunday. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're focused at this point, uh, looking over the game plan and as, as they practice, they'll, they'll be ready for Philly. Uh, we'll, we'll see if they're good enough. Um, you know, you mentioned playing Philly last year, the game plan worked out. Not only did the game plan worked out, but the execution, right? You, the enemy can draw the, 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 the draw up the most perfect plays for every situation, but the players still need to, you know, they need to block, they need to pass, they need to tackle, they need to catch. Um, and oh, that goes for Del Rio. Uh, either, either, either of them uh, dials up the right, the right call, and you got you got to execute. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be. I know everybody's going to be putting the, uh, you know, as we've spent a lot of time talking about Howell and um, the offensive line, but you know, from a defensive line perspective, we're going to need to. Our defensive line needs to show up and, and be those first-round picks um, for an entire game. Uh, we, we've had moments this year, uh, a series or two, where we're like, "Man, these guys, these guys got it together." You know, they're they're playing as a unit. They're they're holding everything. They're they're the pressure that they're putting on. One of them is stepping up left and right, left and right, and then all of a sudden we got to this game against uh, Buffalo. And it was like, man, these these guys are not making that impact. So we'll we'll see what happens. Philadelphia has definitely has one of the top you know, between the, the top and the definitely top five offensive line um, last year and and how they're playing this year. Uh, so we'll we'll see that that's going to be a, a challenge, I think. Okay, so, we'll see. We'll see. You wanna you want is it is it that time, Reg? I think it is that time, Ken. Most popular segment in the podcast world. It is. It is. This was this was voted uh, the number one segment across all podcasts, no matter what the podcast is for. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to thank my my friends and family for voting. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, with that, you wanna you wanna go first? You wanna go second, Reg? That doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. Um, it's not looking good <laughs> for me. Um, <laughs> I, I think we can. I, I think we definitely can come in here and potentially um, come out and and win this game. Uh, I, I it, we talked about it from from kind of before we got on this podcast. You know, last week every group had issues right the secondary had some issues the linebackers had issues the defensive line didn't put enough pressure on offensive line how needed to play better uh offensive line needed to play better gibson can't fumble the ball you know b rob needs to have more opportunities to run as well as he did so it was it was like a, a house of cards just falling last week and and that doesn't 
mean that it's going to happen this week, but it's, it's hard to all of a sudden turn around and, and think against a Super Bowl caliber team that we're going to come out in and come out on the winning side. I think we do play better, uh, but I do think that we come up short this week. Uh, my confidence level for this game is is at a four. Um, and, and that's okay. that, that that's a, a, a strong four. <laughs> I don't that uh, I'm giving it everything I got to give it that four. So actually maybe it's a week considered a week four. Um, but that's it's a week four. It's a week four. So, and last week you gave the Buffalo game a five. Is that right? I gave it a five and a half. I thought. I thought. I said we would. We would come out and and squeak it out. I thought. I thought what we saw on the second half of the Denver game, the defense had stepped up and was playing tough. Uh, Offense kind of got into a rhythm and started doing a lot of things right, and I thought that would carry over. Um, Okay. And clearly, I was wrong. Um, and so, so we'll against Philly, you go with a, you go with a week four. You go with a okay. week four, yes. As as I sit here, Ken, I still don't know what my number is, but I'm going to tell you what my thoughts are concerning this game. Okay. So, going into the Buffalo game, we were two and zero, and we had. Won the first two games, but they were they had they were comeback wins, meaning we right. were trailing in the game. Team had to grind it out and win. And it's almost like, and then we went into the game against Buffalo, and then we got behind, and it was reminiscent of the first two weeks of the season. Right. So essentially, for the first three games, we got behind each time, and the dam finally broke against Buffalo, and we just didn't have it in us to come back. Um. And I'm concerned that that trend is going to continue against Philadelphia, meaning we're going to get behind and once again for the fourth straight game have to come from behind trying to win this game. Okay. I talked about earlier about uh, Sam's, the pressure rate that he's getting on his pass passes, but he's, he's getting this pressure with teams sending four to five defenders, which is not a high rate. Right. Philly has a defensive line that can get pressure by sending four. And 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 our offensive line will have to be able to to protect at a very, very high rate um, on Sunday. My hope is that with Philly playing on Monday night, it's seen, I'm gonna use air quotes, it's a short week for them. Um, they did not have to travel to play on Monday night. So it was still a home game for them, but it's one less day for preparation. So I'm going to hope that that's an advantage for, for us. Um, but I don't know, but based on what I they saw, did, they Monday, did have to travel. They did. Have, that was an away game for them on Monday night. That's right. That's right. God, well, I'm just messing up. That's right. They were in Tampa. Correct. So, so with that, I'm hoping that, that also helps us. But at the end of the day, the trend that I've seen over the first three weeks, until I see something different, I have to be concerned about it until the team shows me that they're going to do something different. So that means game planning. Game planning means how we protect, how we pass, the way we scheme it up, the way we run the ball, 
the way we play defense, all the things that we need to go right. We need to put a, a good game together. In the first three weeks, we've not done it. We won some games in spite of some of these things, but we've not been able to do it successfully and put it all together to look like the team that we all think we're going to be. So with that, I'm going to get straight to my number here. Initially, I had this as a five because division games are always um, tough in most cases. But the more I think about it and, and based on what I saw on Sunday, and unless I can see the adjustment made by the team on Sunday, I think I'm going to at least have to give this a four, 4.5. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't give it a good five, so I'm going to say 4.5 maybe. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I understand your number, and I understand you're using a, a, a point. You, you you like to give me a grief when I go 0. 0.5, 0. 0.2. Because I figured you like that. I, I did. Like I did that. like that. I did like that. I, I appreciate that if, if that was intentional for me. Um, it, you know, we both gave our number here, and I think last week was I, – I mentioned about how every group um, – offense and defense had issues at, at certain points of the game. Um, in some ways, I think Eric B uh, didn't have a, a good game plan this past week. You got to execute it, right? Um, if they're not executing it, he can't get into a rhythm himself. That's, that's part of it also. So I'll be interested this week. Obviously the players on the, on the field have to beat the guy that's across from you on offense or defense. Um, I'm interested to see what kind of game plan uh, Eric Bieniemy puts together, and especially in the first quarter, quarter and a half, to see um, what he's running, what he's trying to do, and and, and go from there. It, the, I mean, I'm yeah. interested every week, right? But from a strategic yeah. perspective, this is a game where we're 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 going to have to, you know, from from a coaching players execution everything is going to have to line up because uh, Philly's a talented team. Yes, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But we shocked the world last year. Can we do it again? Another can, undefeated can team. Can we do it again? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, division opponent, you know, here we are. They're going to be ready, and I hope we're going to be ready as well and that we can go up here and get this win, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. But – uh let, let us know That's what you all think. I got, man. Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, hit us up on, on Twitter. You know, you know how to reach us out there. Just look for the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads on Twitter. And uh, until then, peace out, Knuckleheads. Peace out, y'all.